Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday, and this is day 15 of our 40-day journey through the season of Lent. We began this season by hearing the truth about our sin and the limits of our own powers. We also hear in this season the clear promise of God's steadfast and abiding love for us, the amazing grace of God that has saved us in Jesus Christ. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, O God, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Praise to the blessed and holy Trinity, one God, who gives us life, salvation, and resurrection. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. A reading from John chapter 4. This morning we read verses 16 through 30. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am the one who is speaking to you. Just then Jesus' disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, What do you want, or why are you speaking with her? The woman left her water jar and went back to the city. 
She said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything that I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. This is the heart of the encounter between Jesus and this woman of Samaria. It ends with Jesus not only telling her that he is Messiah, but that he is word of God in the flesh. Her meeting Jesus at the well is the equivalent of Moses meeting the Lord at the burning bush. Who is Jesus, she wonders. Jesus tells her, I am. But before all of this happens, Jesus informs her and turns the conversation to let her know that he knows who she is. And who she is and what has happened to her is probably much different than we have typically deduced just from that phrase that Jesus speaks about her. What Jesus knows about her by the Holy Spirit is that she has had five husbands and is currently living with a man who is not her husband. When we hear this, we tend to think certain things about her and read into Jesus' word a judgment, a condemnation, a word of the law before the grace of the gospel. But scholars and historians have urged us to reconsider what her circumstances might actually be. And by doing so, to change the way in which Jesus is speaking that good news of the gospel. First of all, be by reminding us that women in her time did not have the ability, really, to ask for divorce. And women guilty of adultery were in danger of capital punishment and were not really great candidates for serial marriages. Instead, this woman could have been somebody who has been sent away by her husbands, perhaps because she was unable to bear children for them. Perhaps she was widowed. Or to make her plight even worse, we might assume that it has been a combination of all of the above. A person with that much misfortune might begin to think herself as cursed, and the people in the village might have even said such things. We do know how people talk. And if that is the case, then we find Jesus not speaking judgment, but Jesus actually coming alongside of her and entering into her deepest pain. Say these words with empathy and love. You have had five husbands, and the man you live with now is not your husband. This is another feature of sin that Jesus has come to take away and heal. People get hurt. People suffer deeply. And sometimes we suffer through no fault of our own. We've already seen Jesus suffer from exhaustion and thirst. And now we see how Jesus enters into our suffering and gives us his life. Jesus knows us intimately, everything that we've ever done, everything that has ever happened to us, but he also shares who he is with us, giving us grace upon grace. Sometimes that grace comes to us as a word of forgiveness and absolution. Sometimes that grace comes to us as a word of love and acceptance, a word of of empathy and and knowledge of uh, being in this with us. And sometimes that grace comes to us as the source of a, a new life, a life of a new purpose and a new meaning. Might be a deeper spiritual meaning to realize that she is living with a man who is not her husband. Her true husband has come to her in the grace of God, this gift of God, 
a new life, a new purpose, a new meaning, a spring of water that, that, that bubbles up to eternal life. So which of these gifts from God's amazing grace do you think you need to hear today? Fortunately for us, we do not need to choose one or the other. Christ is with us to give us all of these gifts, the forgiveness of our sins, a new life, a life that leads to and springs from salvation, a life that goes out and shares that good news with others. These gifts make all the difference. They change our entire life, and they change us from the inside out as we see with this woman here at the end of the story, leaving her water jar behind, going out to bear witness and asking people to come and see who Jesus is. That kind of transformation happens to us as well when we hear the good news that God loves us and God has redeemed us through Christ our Lord. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you, all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation. For the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness. For the gift of relationships with others. For the communion of faith in your church. For who else? For what else are we thankful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For what else do we ask? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, 
so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Ever-living God, author of creation, we give you thanks for your gift of water that brings life and refreshes the earth. We bless and praise you, for by water and the word we are cleansed from sin and receive everlasting life. Join us again this day to the saving death of Christ. Renew in us the living fountain of your grace and raise us with Christ, Jesus, to live in newness of life. For you are merciful and you love your whole creation. And with your creatures we give you glory through Jesus Christ in the whole unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, who gives you new birth by water in the Holy Spirit and forgives all of your sins, strengthen you in all your in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs>